Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. So guys, today we're going to talk about something amazing that happened in Manila. And no, we're not talking about the Thrilla in Manila. That was a lot of years ago. Muhammad Ali's gone. All right, we're, we're, we're talking about the Luzon Conference. And today bringing the Luzon Conference is two guys from the Navigators. We've got President Emeritus Jerry White of International Navigators, Navigators International. And we got Al Miasta. Miasta. I said it wrong. Anyway, even though I practiced, even though I practiced Miasta, I apologize, Al. You could throw something at me. He's calling in from NYC. So if you hear sirens and helicopters going by, it's because he's in NYC. Uh, These guys got the chance to go to Manila to interact with hundreds of people from all over the globe, figuring out this whole faith and work movement as it impacts the entire globe. Jerry White, Al Miasta, thanks for calling in to I Work For Him today. Jerry, just uh, let our listeners know, how does your faith shape your work? Well, my faith shapes everything I do in life. Mm. But it took me a while to figure out that God had a special place for work in my life. And I realized I was called to the United States Air Force. And I was called to my work as an astrodynamicist (laughs) and as an engineer and I was called to the students that I was teaching at the United States Air Force Academy. Mm. So I realized that every assignment I had was organized and ordained by God, and it became very clear to me that the work was a very much a part of this, and therefore I needed to do my work well with excellence, with competence, as a witness for Jesus, in the context that he had called me. What an amazing advantage, though, you had, Jerry, because you, you knew from the beginning that it was okay to be a business guy and run after Jesus, and, and they encouraged you. I mean, they showed you that it could be done, that you didn't have to be a pastor of a four-walls church or a foreign missionary to be in ministry. These guys showed you it was okay to be in ministry as a business guy. Well, it, it, that is true, but there were a lot of pressures on me Jerry, if you really want to serve God, you need to come full-time with the Navigators, go to seminary, do something really serious. Oh, I, you did have that spoken, those lies well, spoken I into your life. doing God's work here. That was, that was not a simple thing, and those pressures were on me. How did your faith shape your work as you graduated? Well, Jerry is where Jerry is because of who Jerry is, and, and mine is a little different in that... Um, I was a relatively young Christian, mm-hmm. so I struggled with my faith at work, and I basically took the perspective that work was a job to make money so I could buy nice things, like a car or a house. And so I got stuck with paying the bills because I needed to work to pay the bills, and I was in this vicious cycle. And so, in essence, I was enslaved to my work. But as I grew in my faith through Bible study, uh, buying of those nice things lost their appeal, and I began doing my work unto the Lord. I was doing an excellent job, but suddenly my work became a career 
where I became interested in positions, promotions, and prestige. In short, work had become an idol. Finally, as I continued to grow in my faith through further Bible study, I realized that I was at work to glorify Him, that He had created me for good works, and that it was the calling, and God Himself had called me to the work I was doing. So, just like Jerry, I realized it was a calling. Jerry, we want to talk about the Luzon Conference, and it's not something that, I mean, I first read about it, you know, I don't know, 8, 10, 10, 15 years ago, maybe. Um, and I know the first one was held in the 70s, I think. Tell us what the Luzon Conference is all about. First of all, there's a lot of history. Billy Graham and John Stott began the Luzon Conference in 1974, saying the Christian leaders of the world did not know each other and gathered 2,500 people in Luzon, Switzerland, thus the name Luzon. In 1989, another Congress of 4,000 uh, met in Manila. and um, But the, the key at Manila was one of my businessman friends said, Jerry, out of 4,000, there are only 40 people who are laymen, who are business guys. You've got to change this. So when we organized the 2010 Lausanne Conference in Cape Town, we had 400, maybe more than that, people out of the secular business world. And from that, a group of us got together and said, you know, this is not enough. We need to impact the world by saying that work is a calling. And workplace people, not just business and CEOs, can have an effect. And so we began to design the Global Workplace Forum that took place in Manila in last in June of this year. And there we gathered 750 people from 112 countries, 65% of whom were directly out of the workplace, to discuss how workplace people can have an effect for the kingdom wherever they are around the world. What was the actual purpose of everybody coming together in that workplace and what kinds of discussions were happening? Well, the purpose was to help workplace people understand that God is in their work, that work is holy, that work is a holy calling, and work is the pathway for the gospel around the world not just in the, quote, marketplace, as you said, mm-hmm. but in the workplace, in the factories, and the diaspora of migrant workers all over the world, in the, in the uh, factories in India, in the uh, farms around the world. So everywhere they are, they ought to be called by God. And what we wanted to do was, first, to engage them in the conversation, secondly, we want to energize them, and we wanted to equip them, three E's. And out of this forum, we expect to multiply those country by country and region by region uh, across denominational lines. And Lausanne is simply the instigator, that is the networker, the pusher, mm-hmm. to get it to happen. But what's amazing is, so you're hearing this worldwide, that, that these young people are, are focused on social issues. There's an amazing movement in our country of young millennials building business models around solving social issues. Have you seen that? We saw oh, yeah, that absolutely. happen 
Kellogg. We saw many examples. And by the way, 40% of those who were at our conference were under the age of 40. Tell me about navigators in the workplace. Tell me what, because everybody everybody listening is so shocked that navigators is involved in workplace ministry. Tell us about what are you guys doing? Take it, Al. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we've been actually involved in the workplace as our staff have always been involved in people's lives, and a number of them have always been business people. And so as a staff person, they've always had outreaches to uh, the businessmen. We became a mission, uh, a formal mission within the organization probably about six years ago. And, and really the reason for that was because we saw a tremendous need and opportunity that the navigators could continue what they had been doing, which is uh, raising up disciples and raising up disciple makers based on the Second Timothy 2.2 2 verse. And so what are we doing in the workplace today? We have uh, picked up a tagline that, that I'd like to share with you is transforming the worker, the work, and the workplace. And we believe that in working with a person, helping them develop their relationship with Christ, they then become a, a different type of worker. It affects their work. People begin to notice that change in, in, in their work uh, habits and, and how they produce things. And then it starts to affect, if you will, the whole workplace. And, and so I have a story that, that uh, I'd like to share. So, anyhow, I was telling a story about this woman who had an overbearing, demanding boss and, and really had no boundaries on her time, just really kind of uh, interrupted everything during mealtimes, during the weekends, etc. Mm-hmm. And so she was so uh, overwhelmed by this whole thing that she asked for a leave of absence. And during that leave of absence, she began to get her perspectives on her life, realized that she needed boundaries in her own life and at work. And so she went back to the boss. And by this time, the boss is overwhelmed with the work that had needed to be done because this woman was a workhorse for that uh, boss. So anyhow, she goes in and says, hey, I'm willing to come back under these conditions that you don't call me during uh, the hours that I'm having dinner and working with my kids, 6 to 9. You can call me after 9 o'clock. If we're going to work overtime, I really need to have a heads up so I can make uh, accommodations during the week. And then I know that we are in a an industry where, you know, weekend work sometimes happens again. If you can give me a heads up and I can make the accommodations, then I'll be glad to come back. Well, of course, the boss is willing to do that because she needed this workhorse back. But anyhow, the good thing about it was she came back, set those boundaries, and and then had a, a conversation with her boss about Jesus, led her to Christ. Then the boss realized, oh, she was a workaholic. She imposed workaholism on the whole department. She changed her whole perspective, put boundaries on everybody, and changed and transformed, if you will, that workplace. Wow. That is awesome. I want to comment on that percentage in the workplace that are believers. Mm-hmm. We ought to be able to transform the entire workplace. Yeah. But the problem is most people think, well, I get out of my work, then I go do ministry in a Bible study, or I go to church and do ministry there, not thinking of what their outreach can be right work. 
and we need to teach them how to do that, and we can't. Jerry, you said that Navigator is in all major cities. Let's just say one of our listeners is in one of those small cities out of the 19,380 cities in this country. <laughs> uh, can they volunteer for the Navigators in their local city? Really quick, Jerry. Of course. We would be happy to give some development, some training. We would put them in contact. We probably have key uh, non-staff contacts in most of those cities, and certainly within each state we have navigators who are there. And if we can't find a navigator, we'll find somebody who is committed to discipleship, committed to lordship, committed to the scriptures, and connect them in various churches and places. You've been listening to Our Work Friend with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for Him. Let's face it, there's only so much you can accomplish in a day. As a busy leader, countless distractions are vying for your time, and these distractions are often important things, but maybe not the best use of your time or passions. Thankfully, our friends at Belay can help. Belay is an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving clients and has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. They equip clients to do what only they can do, fulfill their purpose, and be the steward of faith they were called to be. To help you prioritize all the demands on your time, Belay is offering our listeners a free download of their Ideal Work Week template where you can better manage your calendar to make time for what matters most. Just text 4HIM to 55123 for your free download. Again, that's 4HIM to 55123. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com.